It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Allison Raskin. I'm a writer, mental health advocate, and co-host of the podcast Just Between Us. What a coincidence. I'm Gabe S. Dunn. I'm a writer, bisexual icon, wink, and I'm also the co-host of this show. Just Between Us is a variety show where we interview fascinating people, play a ridiculous game called hypotheticals, and talk about things that affect everyone or maybe sometimes just me. We also do a show called Too Long Did Read It, which is a show where we scour the depths of Reddit to find the weirdest, kookiest, most upsetting posts, and then give our opinions. So if you're looking for a new show to check out that goes from silly to serious in the same episode, often multiple times, back and forth (laughs) from each of us, you can check out the Just Between Us feed where we have over 200 episodes waiting just for you. 200 episodes? I know, we've been doing this a long time. And they were very funny. Okay. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thanks as always for making your way here and checking out the episode I do hope you hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with the entire series Uh, I put out three brand new interviews every single week A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists And discover those new ones at Spotify and Apple Podcast at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Uh, some of my recent guests have included uh, Susan Tedeschi, uh, Josh Radner, you know him from How I Met Your Mother and uh, Fleischman is in Trouble, uh, Kristen Hirsch of Throwing Muses, I had the, uh, the band Laney. Uh, the creator of the show Physical on Apple TV+, Plus, as well as the producers of The Morning Show, uh, talked with The Breeders, Baroness, Corey Taylor of Slipknots, the director behind Expendables 4, Michael C. Hall of Dexter, and Six Feet Under fame with his band Princess Goes. We had Leve, Andy Taylor of Duran Duran, Rat Boys, Westlife, Tommy Stinson of The Replacements. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith With podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today talking once again with Duff McKagan. You know, Duff uh, from plenty of things, including uh, as the bassist in Guns N' Roses. He's back with a brand new solo album called Lighthouse that we're going to be jumping into. He'll talk about how seeing Small Town America while touring sort of informed this latest set. As well as which song is an ode to the vibrators, which song his bandmate Slash ended up on, and what it was like to get a major compliment from Bob Dylan about his lyrics. Duff goes on to discuss uh, teaming up with Pearl Jam, Stone Gossard's uh, record label Loose Groove to release his uh, pre-GNR material, uh, playing with Iggy Pop, and how he still loves being part of his main act as well. All that and more as we talk Lighthouse 
It's Kyle Meredith with Duff McKagan. Hey, Kyle. How are you, man? It's good to speak to you again. I'm, I'm on a tour bus. I'm going to ca- caveat is I'm on a tour bus traveling through, I believe I'm still in Kentucky, but hopefully our self-service. We're not far away. I'm in Louisville. I'm in Kentucky. So hopefully the satellites will just talk oh, shit. to us. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know you were so close. But, um... I Well, I spent the night, I went to Owensboro, Kentucky at, for like my, my day off kind of thing. I like to go to small towns and just check it out. And uh, that's what I did. Right on. I'm from about, uh, what, 40 minutes south of Owensboro. So I know that uh, area really well. Yeah, it's great, man. Right on the Ohio River. You know, you got uh, Johnny Depp's from Owensboro that I found out. There was a mural. I took the trolley, the free trolley that goes around town. And the guy just told us about everything. Great. Right on. It's nice to know you can still uh, do those type of things out on tour. I know, you know, sometimes you just kind of get stuck in the, uh, the, repeti- the, the repetition. So uh, those moments I know become important. You know, I, we talk about some of the subject matters of the songs. It's kind of great lead in you ask that question. Because I, I travel, I traveled so much and for so long. And, and sometime in like the early 90s, I, I started to become an observationalist, you know, like, almost like a cultural anthropologist. I go in places and I just kind of check it out. I read a lot of history. I read about places I go to. And I, I like to write about stuff like this. I wrote columns and I've, uh, you know, maybe one day I'll write it like a cultural anthropology book, <laughs> um, you know, some sort of, you know, travel log. But um, if I write songs about America, especially, I gotta, I gotta be able to, experience and get the full kind of breadth of, of what I'm writing about. And the only way to really do that is like stop in the towns, go to coffee shops, go to, the, you know, whatever, uh, an antique store or whatever the fuck you're going to do, you know, get on a trolley. So that was, this is one of my little trips and I l- really like doing it. So what is the America of, of this album lighthouse versus maybe the America of tenderness? Because because yeah. both, of course, there's so much heavy subject matter, but but so much has happened in between. Yeah, I wonder. Um, well, I think I think um, in Lighthouse, there's a sort of a, uh, a rising above sort of thing, a uh, little bit less of a fucking drag. You know, it's such a disappointment to me to see, like, I mean, I haven't watched cable news now for like five or six years just because it's so disappointing to see that, you know, that the selling of a divide, you know, and I've, I'm 59. I've been in this country since 1960s. You know, my memories are of like Vietnam War, my earliest memories, and, and then coming through the 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s and then seeing this, you know, this divide. And, like, and I travel so much and I get out and do these, these things of like go be completely anonymous in a small town people don't they they don't know you know like this is fucking guy um but i um i don't see that divide in real time you know and um people are you know kuala lumpur or little rock arkansas we have much more in common with each other by by droves than than what separates us you know and uh, that that's really true and it's not just i mean maybe it's just me saying that Maybe it's me being fucking positive, but I, I truly believe that from what I see, you know. I can walk into places with tattoos, 
or I, I might wear a long sleeve shirt, you know, uh, if I'm Kuala Lumpur. But people, you know, don't really give a fuck if you're just cool, you know. <laughs> don't be a dick and everything's cool, you know. Uh, and that should be, you know, maybe I'll make a record one day. Don't be a dick. And rule number one, the golden rule. Don't be a dick. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I think I think you're right, or at least I hope you're right, uh, because my my feeling is always that you know the people that we're hearing the loudest doesn't always represent everyone. That most people, most people just you know they just want to live their life and they just want to, like you said, they they don't want to be a dick. They want to be cool and they want everybody else to feel the same way. And it's interesting here you tell those stories on this record. Like my th- first thought was this record feels like a plea. You know, and knowing that you're optimistic, it almost still feels like there's a part of it that's like, like you're saying, we can do this, I hope. <laughs> that's very, very fucking accurate. Um, and, and Forgiveness, you know, that's a song, you know, a hopeful song of like, hey, we can put that shit behind us, you know, and forgive and forget, you know, and because I know that's not really our human nature to be this divided thing. And I, I don't spend, it, it might sound like I spend a lot of time, you know, meditating on the divide. I don't, uh, because I do travel so much and I have such a better view of it and have even during, you know, like, I guess before Trump coming in office and all that kind of like tea party stuff and all that, like, whoa, who are these guys? You know, that's a little dangerous, you know, a little, uh, hearkening back to the 1920s, you know, eugenics and, you know, the resurgence of the Klan or, you know, well, to me, just being a historian guy myself, you know, a little weird. You guys are being weird. You guys are being fucking weird. Stop. <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> you guys are being weird. Stop. Stop being weird. Yeah. Just, stop being just, weird. just fucking stop, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, it's a police. Like you know, I think you're right, man. Uh, but but I think you know if you listen to, it's possible, you know. And I, I finish a song like like, I mean, God on 10th Street's like funny fucking, you know. I really like pictured this. I had this riff and I had this melody, and then you know that the words I saw God on 10th Street just came out, and I immediately envisioned this, you know, gnarled up fucker with you know. Uh, long white beard and white hair with the you know sandals on like just pissed off spitting on the on the on the sidewalk and eyeballing people like you guys just fucked it all up you know um and it, it, you know there's there's humor in all in all of this and that, that song could have been written in 1995 you know i try to be funny another shakedown is, is uh you know kind of like my ode to the vibrators if you're familiar with that band like the best fucking pop, pop punk band there ever was. And um, musically, it's an ode to the, the vibrators. And uh, in, a way, in a way, to me, it is at least. And, uh, and the lyric is, you know, just, uh, just another shakedown, man. Like, you know, I think uh, open up your eyes and, and see, you know, we're in this together. Don't let the man, it's just that old thing. Don't let the man get you, you know, bring you down. And we'll be right back right after this tell you there there are a few things cooler than a great pair of cowboy boots i mean i'm thinking of some of my favorite movie heroes 
uh, like Clint Eastwood in, in Outlaw Josie Wells or, or Kurt Russell as, uh, as Wyatt Earp in Tombstone. Uh, the Man in Black uh, from Westworld, that comes to mind. Ooh, or maybe Jeff Bridges in, uh, in True Grit. I mean, nothing is cooler than seeing those cowboy boots walk into the screen. And, and I'll tell you, there's no cooler brand of cowboy boots than Tacovas. And the great thing about Tacovas is they're, they're bringing this fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward the, uh, all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort style and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And the boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And Tacovas is Western to the core. They're offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. And if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, then you should put on a pair of Tacovas. And you'll see, they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. Tacovas believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Just look up the closest store on Tacovas.com. And if you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Duff McKagan. You know, hear, hearing some of those, whether it's moments of tribute or or you just having some, you know, fun. Because again, yes, total compliments, you know, the heavy subjects with, with the fun thing. I, I do love God on 10th Street, uh, you know, and thinking, I, I was actually thinking about um, the few other musicians who have sort of represented God in, in that sort of way, whether it's Joan Osborne or even Kevin Smith and Dogma and, and how we sort of, say well if he's going to be here you know would he just be playing skee ball you know out on the, in, in all of this stuff and i and i started to wonder like what that's if it says anything if I'm, I'm not trying to get too heady on that you know but like but what i think it what our relationship is with whatever the higher power is right and and all that we're dealt with down here that it must be some kind of joke to someone somewhere i think that's what i'm getting at <laughs> It's got to be right. And the, the, you know, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about all that because we were born, you know, on this as, as we developed into humans, I'm sure Neanderthals. And before that there was humor, you know, there was pranks and jokes and shit. So it's a great point, you know, you know, further on down the, the album here, uh, long feather. That's another great moment. Yeah. I almost, I, I, I'm pulling this out of nowhere, but um, you know, as we were talking about tributes, I heard Andrew Wood in that song, and I didn't mean to. Whoa. 
Andy Wood, Mother Love Bone is not something, you know, the fan. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I knew Andrew. Yeah, it wasn't something I was thinking of, but there it was. For whatever reason, oh. you know, it was in there. And um, uh, anyway, I would love to know where that song came from anyway, because I do I do love that one. Yeah, um, well, okay, so, you know, I mean, I had so many songs, so many, and I've recorded so many songs. Um, this group of 10 songs that I put out for Lighthouse, was just a, a, for me, kind of a arc of a story that I, you know, I like a, I'm old school. I like to listen to a record from beginning to end. And, and if there's an arc of a story, not like a concept record necessarily, but, uh, uh, you know, highs and lows and, and, um, you know, uh, lifts and, and all of that. And I thought with Lighthouse, you know, the song just started out like that. That's like, you know, I mean, at, the, at its root, it's a love song to my wife, and but it, it, in a kind of a greater scheme, and I try to write lyrics on a couple levels. It's like you know, a beacon of hope, and you, you strive and you struggle and you to get there, but but it's there. It's off in the distance. You can see it, and you will get there. And and at the end, uh, just don't know is like a a pondering of what what's next, what's out there, and and in between. You know, there's like, I put Hope in there, which is an old song of mine. I got my master's back for these songs I did in 96. And, um, you know, the lyric still stands and it fits this record. And, and so I re-sang that lyric and, and put the song on there. It's got Slash and Abe Laborio. It's really, you know, cool, fine uh, for me. And, um, and it really fits the record and, and it helps the arc of the story to me, you know. Um, and um, uh, Long Feather was this song in there. I, I wrote a song. There was a, when I got sober, I, I, and I still do it. My martial art is called Nikita Khan. And my, my sensei is kind of super, you know, legendary martial arts guy, Benny the Jet, Rikides, and, uh And he really taught me how to live again and uh, showed me the way, you know, uh, how to be like sober or just how to be like, honest and all this shit that um i didn't know how to attain i wanted it but uh he gave me the path and part of it was he's he's a blackfoot native american and part of it is this crazy horse saying and he used to say to me today's a good day to die i'm like what jesus that's dark you know um but what if i finally got it to mean and what it's supposed to mean is you know you've lived your life to the fullest you've made all your amends you've done you know you've kissed your loved one you've kept your house clean you did you made all those calls back that you've been avoiding you know you so if it's today it's a good day because i i have a clean clean slate and uh, and it's it's not about dying it's really more about how you live and that's what i didn't get you know today's a good day to die what so um you know i i put that in this song about really it's about crazy horse and manifest destiny and you know custer and all that stuff if you if you if you're a historian you might recognize all that and maybe if you're not even a historian maybe you recognize that but today's a good day to die it's really more about living and the long feather and how he lived and and it gives me spirit and gives me the spirit to write these songs and maybe have that hope of like forgiveness and, and those types of songs, you know, um, 
maybe that maybe that thing when I got sober and 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 martial arts and and I know it gave me a lot of like, dude, you shouldn't even be here, man. You, you're you're an extra innings, fucking seize the day, you know, do it. And um, and I still kind of feel like that every day, and it's a great. I'm I, I live it, I guess, in gratefulness. Not to sound too corny, but it's true. You know, no, no, no. and and that's. That is what I love about your songwriting because there are that there's that duality that goes on there, the history, the humor, and, and those moments, those personal moments for yourself. And and I don't know how much I don't know how much pressure you put. Like I like I'll go ahead and throw the bait out there for this one. You're an artist who is complimented by one of the greatest lyricists of all time with Bob Dylan, who calls you out personally as you know, uh, of a song and a lyricist. Does that put more pressure on you? Yeah, well, I mean, when that thing happened, that was crazy to me. I mean, I started getting like texts from like people like you kyle like writer friends i know on the east coast and in london like early in the morning i was like hey did you see the the, the article in the wall street journal i'm like what was sending link, links to it and uh, like jesus christ i didn't know this that, that's amazing and um i just didn't put pressure i i mean i was well into this this record i uh so i wrote my point is i wrote a lot of the lyrics before that came um no i i would imagine for me getting that kind of props from somebody like bob fucking dylan just makes me maybe sharpen my pencil a little more yeah maybe so maybe so uh i i've been careful especially since tenderness uh i kind of turned a corner in my lyric writing being super careful super you know hey that's not good enough you got a better word there, you know, and it comes down to words, you know, you're trying to explain a big subject in one line, you know, you got to turn the song, the second song in one line and uh, make it mean the biggest thing in, you know, seven words. How the fuck do you do that? And, and it's, a, it's a really, uh, I read a lot of good authors and, and Cormac McCarthy is the one especially who's kind of taught me the most of how to, make a thing turn with the economy of words. I'm, I'll never be able to McCarthy saying that, but you know, you read enough of good authors like that, you're, it's going to rub off a little bit and you're not going to use that stupid word. Like, you know, love is not a stupid word, but it gets used too much. So there's other ways to express that feeling, you know, or hate or whatever. Well, and, and you get, you're you right. If you read it, you know, uh, you put good stuff in, good stuff's going to come out. You put shit in, shit's going to come out. I think. Yeah, you listen to good music, you know, hopefully you'll try to emulate that and, and et cetera. You watch a good, you know, basketball player, you're going to try to be like him. And, and reading good authors is, is uh, has been just paramount to me as far as like my, my writing career, uh, columnist and, and book writer. It's just been such a, you know, it's like I get up my own private writing university, university by reading great, great authors. And we'll be right back right after this. Hey, welcome to Kyle Meredith with Consequence, where we check out some cool new things happening on the uh, Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I get to talk to uh, Ann Erickson, host of our new Consequence Podcast, Beyond the Boys Club. Hey, Kyle. And congratulations on Beyond the Boys Club. Uh, well, what can you tell us about it? Four years ago, I started a column published on Consequence called Beyond the Boys Club. The goal was to spotlight the women making a name for themselves in rock and metal. 
All these artists share their passion for music and their stories of breaking barriers as women in the music industry. This fall, we're taking the conversation further in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast. The interview series will welcome amazing female and non-binary artists from across the genre spectrum to share their stories and triumphs as they follow the beat of their own drum and shake up the scene. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to check it out. And we should all check it out because Beyond the Boys Club arrives uh, twice monthly uh, on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Great talking with you, Anne. Thanks, Kyle. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Duff McKagan. On the, on the music side, you know, I, I don't know how it worked out uh, on the timeline, but maybe while you were writing this or, or whatever point in the album you were, you also teamed up with, uh, with Stone and Gossard over at Loose Groove to, to put out some of the early stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like how much of that, like, like, does that open any doors that, that ends up influencing the new album at the same time? No, that was really a pleasant surprise is what that was. I hadn't heard that stuff. The living, you know, we recorded this thing. One of the, the band members that the reason that band just fell apart. It was after we re- recorded these songs. And it was like, well, I guess, you know, whatever. And I just moved on. You know, I was like 17 years old. You just move on. And, and you know, next thing I know, I'm in fucking L.A. And, and, you know, my life's moving fast. And I just kind of didn't forget about it, but I kind of did. And, um, and Stone and Greg Gilmore, um, speaking of Andy Wood, I got this email. Hey, um, Duff, do uh, you want to put out this living stuff to put out on Loose Group? And he sent me up uh, like a SoundCloud, like, and I listened to it, and man, it sounded so cool and urgent. I don't think it, it was just so fun to hear that, and and that's that my songs from that that period. Wow. So I'm like, wow, I was like a uh, my, my songwriting seems so. I mean, I was 17, you know, I, I I was learning how to write songs, and and uh, but it was pretty funny, and and um, I don't think it influenced this at all. No. <laughs> no, but it sure was fun. It was a fun thing. It was during, you know, that was the, if you know, people talk about COVID records. That was the COVID record because <laughs> I think Stone was trying to find something to do and, and, uh, and Greg remixed it and it was really fun. We did a couple of press things, you know, uh, to, I actually just maybe with just like the Zoom thing. And it was really fun getting together with those guys from that band, you know, whatever, 40 years later. It's love what he's doing with loose groove and all that stuff and finding all that stuff in the vault. I, I oh, will have, say- have you heard uh have you heard James and the Cold Gun? No, no, I haven't. Oh, go oh, oh you're welcome. <laughs> all right. That. All right. Yeah. Um, they're cool. The new loose groove uh band. They're they're fucking cool. From from Wales, I think. All right. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. I, will. I, I was going to say, though, you know, there is that moment that I do feel like might connect the dots to your your past because you've got Iggy Pop on here and you've been a part of Iggy's band a little bit in the past. Like, I would imagine that is a moment to sort of let, I don't know, like, like at this point, you know, you've met your heroes, you get to play with them, they're humans, they're friends and everything, but are those, do you still get those moments where your teenage self gets to kind of light back up in the back of your mind to go, what the fuck? No, 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 mostly that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's me most of the time. Um, uh-huh. 
And, you know, you say you, you met your heroes, you got to play with them, they're your friends. Uh, Iggy's still fucking Iggy, though. Like, I we rehearsed, I got to be in his band, you know, I got to help him uh, do this last record, you know, including songwriting and playing on it with Chad Smith, and uh, who's from Detroit, you know, Stooges are what informed him as a young kid, you know, and, and same with me. So me and Chad were just ripping it up, you know, having the best time. But, you know, going into rehearsal and stuff with, with Iggy, he's like, uh, it's, still, it's fucking Iggy, dude. You know, it's like, he he knows me. He's like, how's it? You know, I'm great, great. You know, so uh, we're friends, you know, but he, to me, he's still like fucking Iggy, who I saw in 1978, you know. Uh, freak, you know, it freaks me out. I mean, best shows I've ever seen were, were Iggy shows and he's influenced all of us and, and Stooges and all that. So we're friends, um, but for him to be on my record to kind of offer it up, like, hey, uh, he didn't say it to me, he said it to his manager, Henry, and line manager, which was even cooler because I don't know if he would have approached me what I would have said. Oh, I don't know, dude. Sure. <laughs> I would have been an idiot, you know, but um, and we just got these, like, he gave us like three or four different versions of him reading my lyrics, man. And, you know, and it's like a poem. And, and he read it as a poem and we put music around it. And it was just wonderful to have his voice coming through my, my studio speakers at my, you know, little cool studio. And there's, we got Iggy's voice, like fucking saying the words. And, and um, so no, it blows my mind, you know, it, playing with even my buddies my my colleagues like jerry you know it's so great like here's a guy who's you know one of the best songwriters in the last 30 30 years you know liking my shit and wanting to take take part in you know that's that's really that feels really good you know and uh and i don't know no it still all kind of freaks me out playing with my band guns and roses you know every night it's still like, whoa, look at us, man. <laughs> look at these guys. I started this, you know, we started this thing together. And these guys are fucking massive. You know, they're just fucking, they do it the, the right way. You know, I look at them like, that's the truth walking around right there. You know, it's not bullshit. So I, I love all that shit. Well, I certainly love what you continue to do, and Lighthouse is right along with that. It's such a powerful record. Of course, everything you're doing with guns and all that stuff. And uh, and Duff, seriously, man, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. I seriously appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. My thanks to Duff. The new album is called Lighthouse. And thanks to you, of course, for checking out the series. Before you leave, please do hit that subscribe button. Uh, Again, I put three new interviews out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover those new ones at uh, at Spotify and Apple Podcasts, at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of the best from the 70s, 80s, 90s. You get uh, music news, bonus interviews. One of my uh, most recent uh, episodes had the music of Paul Westerberg, the Foo Fighters, the Kills, Emmylou Harris, Patti Smith, Morrissey, De La Soul, Bob Dylan, NRBQ, Low, My Morning Jacket, Nina Simone, 
Elliot Smith, Ricky Lee Jones, Dan Auerbach, Elvis Costello, Cake, Gorillas, Killer Mike, Boy Genius, and my interview with Jerry Harrison of The Talking Heads. Uh, again, that's just what you get every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media spots. Uh, all of the uh, social media, uh, the address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media.